Hi, I'm Alois Mujira and you're listening to the CFM Sport Podcast. Z. The cleanest of clean finishes from the best on the planet. It's time for the biggest sports stories. Chelsea, the UEFA Champions League winners of 2021. The biggest interviews. That uh, such a great spectacle is ruined by such such thuggish behaviour. And all the analysis right here. He's the one player that has the arrogance to think that he can play in any stadium in the world and any pitch in the world, in front of any player in the world, and take them on. Every weekday, it's my sport, it's your sport. It's CFM Sport. Let's join the team for the biggest show in the world of sport on CFM Stereo. My station, your station. Monday evening, good evening Zimbabwe, welcome to ZFM Sport, it's the weekend review where we take a look back at the action that happened over the weekend, local as well as international and there was plenty of it, starting with rugby where the Sables say they have many areas they can improve on after they set up a much anticipated semi-final clash with Namibia in the Rugby Africa Cup following the quarter-final victory over Cote d'Ivoire on a Friday night. We'll get to hear the thoughts of the team in studio, Barry Manandi, Chris Midzi, Alois Bunjira. Our producer is Sean Tafirinika and my name is Mike Madoda. We also have international sports news where the opening weekend of rugby international tests served up riveting action as New Zealand coach Ian Foster held the fortitude of his COVID-hit team after beating Ireland in the first test of a three-match series that started at Eden Park in Auckland. We'll take you around the world in 60 with updates from London, Silverstone, as well as Oregon. In the Castle World Football Report we begin in the Castle Lager Premier Soccer League where FC Platinum coach Norman Apeza has refused to get carried away after the defending champions stormed to the top of the table following their demolition of fellow title challengers chicken in at Luveve Stadium. In the Women's Africa Cup of Nations, Zambia put in a brave performance as they held on for a goalless draw against favourites Cameroon in their opening Group B encounter despite missing star player Barbara Banda who was sidelined due to quote medical reasons. In tonight's action there's a repeat of the 2018 Women's Africa Cup of Nations final as nine-time record continental champions Nigeria take on South Africa in a much-anticipated Group C encounter that is expected to produce fireworks. The Home Front. Local sports news and analysis. Lost to get through on today's show. Let's cut to the chase. And we're talking rugby, where the Sables say they have many areas they can improve on after they set up a much-anticipated semi-final clash with Namibia in the Rugby Africa Cup following their 38-11 quarter-final victory over Côte d'Ivoire on Friday night. Dawson admitted that his side will need to improve their kicking and passing accuracy and be more clinical as they brace for a tougher challenge against their perennial nemesis in the semi-finals on Wednesday. I'm obviously happy with the win. Um, obviously, it's great to win and uh, get your first game off uh, under the belt of, of, of a victory. Ivory Coast was always going to be a tough one, and um, and you know, they were going to come hard at us. They're a big side, big developed side with, with, with you know with the all playing in France. So you know, 
It's a great victory for us. Was it clinically inaccurate? No, it wasn't. Um, it wasn't our best performance. But, um, yeah, we got a lot of work to work on and um, a hell of a lot of positives came out of it. Obviously playing a big side and a big uh, a dominating side that uh, with big forwards. So we uh, counted all of that and uh, and really happy with where we were with, with uh, playing those big forwards. So it will put us into good set against Namibia. So, you know, I'm both happy with where we are. Yes, I am. And, um, and uh, you know, accuracy and, clini- and being clinical is what we got to work on in these next two to three days before we take on Namibia. Um, because we've got to be a lot more sharper, a lot more direct, a lot more aggressive, and um, and making sure that we look after our ball and making sure we, we accurate the breakdowns and, and set pieces. We've got to make sure that we, we're solid and, uh, and uh, once again, accurate to line our time and uh, and making sure we're solid in scrum time. So, But otherwise, yeah, I'm very, very happy with where we are. Uh, Sables coach uh, Brendan Dawson and uh, I'm glad Barry that he, he takes note and uh, highlights uh, the areas that need improvement because there are plenty of them just judging on what we witnessed versus Cote d'Ivoire because Namibia is going to pose uh, a sterner challenge. A sterner challenge and also Namibia is going to be more clinical uh, when those mistakes happen so I'm, I'm glad he pointed them out. There were lots of them mm. and pretty much covering every facet of the game uh, which means that there's a lot of work to be done. Uh, we've got a lot of improvement to make uh, but before we play Namibia so I think let's manage expectations and say if we don't is, work is, on is those Is it good uh, Barry perhaps that uh, maybe this happened in this game? Yes it could happen in this game because Cote d'Ivoire was never going to uh, cause the, the, the sort of challenge that Namibia is uh, so we could make the mistakes and they weren't punished so now we've got to work hard and make sure that we are absolutely at it, on it, and able to deliver against Namibia to get a result. And able to get a result against Namibia. And uh, Chris, uh, let's take a look back at uh, the game versus uh, Cote d'Ivoire. And uh, what are some of the areas that you reckon, you know what, this is an area of concern and that certainly needs to be worked on in the next few days? So definitely that passing accuracy, I think uh, Brendan Dawson pointed that out as well. I think there was a lot of sloppy passing. Just generally our accuracy was incredibly poor on Friday night. But also I think our kicking game, um, there's no reliable kicker in the team at the moment. And it's a major, major area of concern because when Hilton Ariki misses four conversions from kickable range, we're leaving a number of points on the board. And when you come up against a side like Namibia, they're definitely going to punish you. We're not going to have the opportunity to be dropping points like that. Um, also, our set pieces. Our set pieces need a lot of work. Um, Matthew Mandoma and Liam Larkham uh, missing their oh, jumpers gosh, yeah. and it's just, there's just all, every time we came to the breakdown, it was just issue after issue and it's it's incredibly problematic. Uh, I'd, like to, I'd like to talk about the kicking and for me, uh, yeah, he kicked one kick. He took one kick but Mafura, the, the, the fullback, I think that he's... I, I was going to say that. So because he, when we say we don't have uh, a, reliable a, kicker. a reliable kicker, is it simply because we're not giving Mafura a chance a to chance. actually take over the kicking duty? Sincerely, because the the, 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 the conversion he took wasn't easy. It was far, right from the from the sideline, and he with a plum split the it. post, nailed it, and also got the height, the distance, everything, the accuracy. It, he was nailed on. So for me, I think Hilton Erika needs to step aside. Even he's kicking with uh, with, with ball in hand as well, Mafura. Yes. I mean, yes. uh, he mm. was finding touch he was getting great distance on his yep. kicks and I think that's the guy that we should be looking to uh, as far as kicking is concerned because against Namibia it's going to be a game of margins yeah. where a yeah. few points could decide the outcome
outcome of the game. Another thing brought up, uh, Barry, uh, by Chris there, of course, were the hookers. Uh, oh, Mandioma and Larkin. For me, Larkin, the yes. biggest concern. Yeah. Uh, and uh, with the performance he put on, you can't argue against Matthew Mandioma uh, getting the nod in the game against Namibia because we're going to have to be very accurate in our set pieces. Uh, certainly. And then also, I think uh, Larkin, not, not only at set piece time, I think even at the breakdown, wasn't, wasn't contributing anything. Mm. And it's no surprise he didn't come back after half time. Uh, and uh, Matthew Mandioma came on. And in, in truth, Mandioma, uh, it was mainly. He did cover himself in glory. He didn't, he didn't but but he was better. He was, yeah, he was yeah. better. So uh, Mandioma, the best of a bad bunch. Uh, and it's, it's line outs that are problematic for me. I mean, a line out, in truth, this is something that you work on uh, regularly, possibly every single training session. You're working on it as, as, as a forward back. And in truth, when you then miss your jumpers, it just is sloppy. It's, it's, a, it's a sign that you're not well prepared, you're not well drilled, and you've got certainly work to do. And the other area that will need to be very tight on Chris is discipline. Oh, and yeah. uh, we uh. so won aberration in that game yeah. and of course the game got a bit physical it got a bit niggly uh, you mm. could tell that the Ivorians uh, were not taking that defeat lightly and of yeah. course uh, they wanted to get in a bit of argy-bargy but I thought that our replacement number 8 Aidan Burnett he comes on and he totally loses his mind yeah. and that has got to be labelled as one of the most pathetic performances that you see in a Sable shirt yeah incredibly problematic and I think that's something that I don't know if Brendan Dawson needs to work on it with his team. I don't know if this is an issue of the captain, but certainly when you're wearing that Sable shirt, there's just certain things that are not acceptable. And Aidan Burnett, it really got to his head and it showed up on the field. And he's not going to be playing against Namibia. It'll yep. be a big miss for him. Big miss for him. Uh, big miss... Uh, uh, a miss for the Sables. Look, you just want to have your, your, your squad available. So it was very... Well, if he, plays, if he plays like that, Barry, maybe it's a maybe good it's thing a good that thing he's thing actually that he's not going to be playing against Namibia. Exactly. Uh, listen, you come on, you score a try and then you get sent off with a red card. That's probably the most dramatic cameo we're ever going to see <laughs> in, a, in a Sable shirt. And in truth, he had no need to get involved in that nonsense that he that he got involved in. The, the fight wasn't even his. Uh, he was trying to supposedly defend his his, his, his teammate. But there was no need to. The, the, there was niggle in the game. Uh, the the Ivorians were, were upset and rightfully so. They had been a little bit embarrassed and, and, and uh, taken to the cleaners by the, the next team. Just... Take your win. Take your W with grace. Okay, get in touch with us if you want to congratulate the Sables, if you've got thoughts and views on their performance and what needs to be done ahead of that blockbuster semi-final clash in the Rugby Africa Cup versus Namibia. Get in touch with us on 0731-168-045. That's our WhatsApp number, 0731-168-045. We're also on Twitter. You, you can follow and interact with at ZFM Sport. DJ Bongs has come in early out in East. Uh, good evening to you. And you say, go Sables, go all the way to the World Cup. And the tough gets going for my beloved Dimbare. And of course, we're going to be talking the Castle Lager Premier Soccer League in the second half of the show when we give you the Castle World Football Report. And it hasn't been a great couple of weeks for Tondera Indiraya and Dimbare. They are now falling off the pace as far as the Castle Lager Premier Soccer League quest for honours is concerned. A good... Uh, uh, evening to you. Uh, that's uh, Kudzi. 
Dara Jiga, uh, who's out at a cold a comfort. And uh, you're congratulating us for a good show as always. It's a distressing agent after a stressful, oh. hard day's work. Uh, well, oh, that's a nice message. That, that's, a, that's a great compliment <laughs> to this client. Yeah, absolutely. We also got a couple of voice uh, notes here, guys. We don't play voice notes, so you might want to actually get cracking and, and type out time. a message. And during the fan zone, we'll try and read as many of your messages as we can. And just a reminder, of course, uh, that uh, you can donate to Zimbabwe Rugby through the Back Sable Initiative. The Back Sable Initiative and the Sables Trust and the Zimbabwe Rugby Union are calling on all supporters, families, friends, corporates, or anyone who loves Zimbabwe to help back a sable and any amount is welcome, whether it's 10 bucks or $10,000. We are asking corporates, Zimbos, ex-Zimbos even, and I assume that's those guys who are now staying outside of the country who used to be flying no the flag for Zimbabwe and uh, no longer carry the passport, but of course, who have an affinity for home and and all things Zimbabwean, we are asking you to, of course, help dig deep and support the boys. They are giving everything for their country, and the support will be incredibly appreciated by the team. So you want to get, of course, on the social media handles of the Zimbabwe rugby team. That's the Sable. Simply search for them on Facebook, on Twitter, and you'll be able to get all the details you need on how you can donate and how you can back a Sable. Hi, I'm Jesse Creel, Springbok and Blue Bulls backline player. You are listening to ZFM Sports. We'll start off with some athletics news in your local sports news roundup where Moses Tarakinu and Caroline Mandu won the 2022 Ekinet Vic Falls Marathon yesterday as the competition made a strong return to the calendar after a three-year hiatus due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Over 4,500 local and foreign athletes from more than 30 countries saw Tarakinu defend his title in just over one hour, three minutes and 30 seconds, followed by Isaac Mpofu in second place and Wellington Varevi in third. In the women's section Caroline Mandu came first after clocking a time of 1 hour, 18 minutes and 50 seconds, while Bertha Sitariko and Constance Nyasango came in second and third respectively. We'll head over to some golf news. Rising Zimbabwean golfer Kieran Vincent recorded his best finish on the PGA Tour Canada following a solid tie for 14th position at the Prince Edward Island Open yesterday. Playing in only his third tournament since turning professional, Zimbabwean carded 67, 73, 69 and 67 at the Dundarev Golf Course for a tournament total of 12 under par 276. Vincent finished seven shots behind American Brian Carlson who carded a closing 65 to claim his maiden title. Finish off with some cricket news where the Zimbabwe cricket team is set to receive a massive boost ahead of the ICC T20 World Cup qualifier B in Bulawayo with experienced batting all-rounder Sean Williams expected to make his long-awaited return to the squad. Williams missed recent limited overs home series against Namibia and Afghanistan due to compassionate leave following a family bereavement. Alcohol may be hazardous to health if consumed to excess. The operation of machinery or driving after the consumption of alcohol is not advisable. Not for sale to persons under the age of 18 years. Castle Lager is more than just beer. It's pure liquid gold. Crafted from the finest local ingredients. To deliver a taste that is somewhat dry, somewhat bitter, but never sweet. It's the taste that stood the test of time. It all comes together with a castle.
Hello, my name is Ivan Etzivit. I play for the Stormers and the Springboks. You're listening to ZFM. International Sports News Roundup, where the world comes out to play. More rugby and this time it's of an international flavour and we begin with New Zealand. Their coach Ian Foster, Fozzie, has hailed the fortitude of his COVID-hit team after beating Ireland 42-19 in the first test of the three-match series at Eden Park on Saturday. The All Blacks finishing was the difference with loose forward Adi Savea scoring two tries including a dynamic second-half score while fullback Jody Barrett converted all six tries in a 17-point haul. Let's hear from Ian Foster. Just started well. We we played with good intentions and and uh, didn't overthink the game. First 20 minutes, we also laid the market down. Really, I know they scored a try, but um, it uh, you know you always you, you lay down the market whether it's a market you want. <laughs> you know, is probably the key. But it's um you know we, we we played well. We did some good stuff. We we showed a lot of attitude defensively. We showed a lot of attitude in our work rate around the park. Z. Well, Barry, one of the things we talked about uh, on Friday in the build-up uh, was the difference in skill set uh, between the two teams, the All Blacks and Ireland, it showed in this game. It certainly showed. And uh, listen, you were right that it was going to be blowout victory, 23 points in the end. Uh, and and uh, very, very convincing from the All Blacks. I mean, you're, I agree with you. The skill set uh, was there for everyone to see. And also, I think it's the skill set between the difference between sort of Southern Hemisphere and Northern Hemisphere rugby. Mm. Uh, and Southern Hemisphere rugby is about getting... When you get into the 22, when you breach uh, uh, the the defence line in inverted commas, uh, score try get maximums. Um, and and whereas in Northern Hemisphere rugby, you sort of play the margins. Yeah, it's percentage rugby almost. And I think in the end, uh, uh, being greedy <laughs> pays off. And, and listen, they did get into some very good positions, uh, Chris. If you take a look at the Irish team, mm-hmm. I think they uh, on several occasions were within five yards of uh, getting beyond the line. And I think three yeah. occasions. The ball was actually held up beyond the try line, and it speaks into a different All Black side in terms of usually will sort of like lord their attacking prowess. Yeah. But this is a side also that's as good as any when it comes to defending. Yeah, 100%. Um, I think when you take a look at even just the scoreline, the fact that. Um they were only able to put up 19 points. I think for me, just points to that defense that you're talking about, that they were able to, first of all, create and maintain their lead, but also be able to hold in terms of those points count. Of course, Adi Savea with two tries, and I'll keep saying it, best rugby player in the world by a country mile. They're shooting stars, and then there's Adi Savea. Let's go to Australia. <laughs> Coach Dave Rennie believes his gutsy Australia side and use their stirring first test victory over England as a springboard to a new era of success for the Wallabies. Australia lost fly-off Quade Cooper to injury before kickoff, then were reduced to 14 players, but still managed to end an eight-match losing streak against their old enemy in style with a thrilling 30-28 win in Perth. Let's hear from the Aussie coach. You know, we, we lost Quade before the game. We lost Allen and Banksy before half time and got a red card as well. So, yeah, we didn't fire too many shots in the first half. We were pretty disappointed around the collision area. and uh, But it was a lot better second half and um, yeah, we played with a lot of character. And disappointing in the last couple of minutes, but outside of that, uh, pretty comprehensive second half. Z.
You know, we talked about uh, the improvement uh, in the Super Rugby sides uh, that were flying the Australian flag uh, this yep, past yep. Super Rugby Pacific competition. And uh, I did urge people to be a bit, uh, you know, to have a bit of caution. Mm. Yeah. Wait until the, the team is put together mm. and see how it performs. And uh, you've got to give it to Australia that uh, this is a much improved side. It's yeah. not uh, the best side, yeah. uh, to be honest. But on any given day, a 14-man Australia would have lost to England. You would have lost to England and lost uh, uh, by, by, by some way. Yeah. But this Australia side, not only are they, are they good at playing rugby, they, they just have the fight and the resilience that you need in world rugby. Uh, so I think that, yes, they've come uh, uh, in, in, in leaps and bounds. Uh, I'm not sure if we're going to have the conversation around England, but it needs to be had. It needs to be had, uh, this uh, <laughs> conversation, Chris, because uh, England are just no longer that side that a lot yeah. of people you know when people talked about the top three sides in world rugby two or three years ago we were talking about the old blacks the Springboks, and then there was england england was the team that flew the flag for the northern hemisphere yeah. not so now now we talk about france now we talk mm-hmm. about the irish england lots of question marks lots of question marks young team um and it's a team that you know has been said their coaches come out and said you know what this is a team we're still putting it together these players are incredibly young etc etc but it's just not coming together and it's not coming to, together soon enough i think for england to maintain their eddie, stance in world rugby eddie jones guys it's stale okay and i think that in in truth he uh he's uh copping out mm-hmm. and i think he needs to he needs to front up and, and say guys it's just not working and and in truth they continue on this this is, this is the uh, uh outgoing test for them mm. uh when they do uh, okay these are the incoming tours southern hemisphere when the outgoing tours at the end of the year happen mm. um and they're beaten on home soil that's what's so, going so, to... so if you are sitting at headquarters yep. and you make the decisions yep. okay at, at england rugby berry you've got the world cup coming up next year that's the most in france thing. and yeah. you've already highlighted that okay you know what right now you're on tour you're in australia yeah. next up you're going to have at the end of the year the likes of the all blacks coming over to coming, europe coming to uh, yeah. and then you've got the six nations championship after that so ostensibly you've got more or less uh, about 10 games yep. to get it right yep. before the world cup For do sure. you stick with Eddie Jones or do you say you know what on the basis of this tour to Australia give the man a check shake hands and try and get someone who's going to give England that lift and have enough games to actually make a difference before the World Cup that's exactly why I use the word stale Uh, I I, I truly believe that it's gotten stale I think Eddie Jones needs to move on they need to freshen it up uh, and and begin to play perhaps a new brand of rugby Uh, look at what it's done for Australia yeah it's an easy example to, to, to give uh, but that's it's, it's the perfect what, example there and, uh, that's what england needs they just need freshening up they need that you can tell new them, ideas new ideas yeah. a new way and and who knows it might work it may fail but in truth standing still doesn't help you know the australians of course for a long time very proud rugby nation and uh, that trans-tasman rivalry with uh, with new zealand it always meant that they they would frown on the idea of a new zealander yeah uh, mm. coaching the yeah. team mm. but uh, they just realized like most of the sides in world rugby that have seen an improvement in recent Times That's that you it. get a New Zealand to get the job, change the culture, change the approach, and the results will be there for you to see. Just like we've seen with Irish rugby, yep. just like we've seen with Welsh rugby, where mm. 
for the last decade because of that New Zealand influence they have been punching way above their weight and of course the Welsh nearly proved off a surprise victory versus the Springboks but in the end they went down 32-29 thanks to a last minute penalty for the box at Loftus. Let's get the post-match thoughts of Jacques Nineveh, the Springbok coach who was full of praise for Damien Willems's match-winning performance in that game. Yeah, the first half wasn't great. I thought um, yeah, we, we, we came back from 18-3 so uh, I said to the guys afterwards you know, that's one thing, they never give up Scored to, to score 28 points they stayed calm half-time um, and, and, and calm during the second half, so I think I'd much rather focus maybe on that uh, the 28 points they scored in the second half I thought that was really good yeah, you've got to give it uh, to to the Springboks for pulling this one out of the fire, Chris. Mm-hmm. But uh, they can't afford to play like this because yes. uh, the Welsh will be kicking themselves how they didn't see this game out. Yeah, um, incredibly so. And I think just getting a last gasp win over Wales, I think, is just kind of showing where the Springboks are at the moment. Yes, they maintain their stance at their, their position um, in terms of world number one. But when you're taking a look at the size that they're going to be coming up against, the Irish, the All Blacks, it's it's not going to be as easy and they're not going to be able to get these last gasp wins. Elton Yanchis, he started off uh, at, uh, f- uh, at at fly half and uh, didn't exactly cover himself in glory. In fact, it's difficult to think when he's strung together uh, a, a, a number of, of a run of games and, mm. and good performance. Yeah. And I'm surprised that he's constantly picked uh, as the backup uh, to Andre Paulat yeah. uh, at Flyhalf. Yeah, and uh, I think it's a case of familiarity mm. uh, in, in South Africa. And uh, we know that being the South African coach, uh, making brave decisions is, <laughs> is not easy because uh, they're a very raucous cr- uh, um, uh, a set of fans and Everything that you do is in a is in a in a fish tank. But I think on Elton Yankee, Yankees, it's a decision that needs to be made uh, because it's hard to think of a good performance that he's had uh, in recent times. And so I think they need to move on and move on. I believe in Damian Willemsa, they've got a, a versatile ma- uh, b- b- I was about to say boy man who can play <laughs> at both fullback and fly uh, and effectively so and is good with the boot. And of course, uh, Andre Poland, I think he should be returning for the second test. Remember, he wasn't, of course. Involved in the first test match He mm. should be putting on the number 10 jumper This coming week And let's wrap it up uh, with news uh, from South America Where new Argentina coach Michael Checa Remember him? He was of course a coach of the Wallabies uh, He says his side needs to worry less about the score And focus more on playing If they are to replicate their success over Scotland And go on to win the three test series Argentina beat Scotland 26-18 to In San Salvador De, de Jouy in the first test But Chica says they need to change aspects of their play to win the next two and of course congratulations to the Pumas beating Scotland. Hello my name is Ibn Etzimid. I play for the Stormers and the Springboks. You're listening to ZFM. World in 60 seconds. International sports news. Witty Open Oregon where South Africa's Brendan Grace grabbed five of his eight birdies on the back nine to pull away for a two-shot win at the Portland Live Golf Invitational and capture the $4 million first prize. The 34-year-old ranked 128th in the world, pulled level 
pulled level with uh, Carlos Ortiz with a birdie at the 13th and then birdie the 15th, 16th and 17th to secure the win in the second event of the controversial Saudi-funded series which has raised the hackles of the established USPGA Tour and DP World Tour and sparked criticism over Saudi Arabia's human rights record. Let's head over to London where Novak Djokovic has called on Wimbledon to revert to an earlier start time on centre court to bid in a bid to avoid yet more late finishes. The six-time champion managed to avoid the 11pm curfew in beating tennis Cinderella man Tim Van Ryten in on centre court last night. It was the latest in a series of late finishes created by the new 1.30pm start time on centre this year and the lengthy on-court interviews and then 20-minute gap between matches. Mike, for you, is this a... Novak Djokovic is having a bit of a whine or he's got a point? No, he's got a point. Uh, I think uh, you've got to try and make it... Make it a lot easier for the guys that you're not going to do well in this tournament. You know, it's the, it's the same argument with what uh, I think the likes of Klopp and Pep Guardiola have been saying in England about, you know, buying the teams that are competing in the Champions League more time. We yeah. see the Spanish do it, the Italians do it, the Germans do it. Whenever they're big Champions League games, Bayern Munich, Real Madrid will play on a Friday. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. then we'll get a, a, a lot longer rest. Yet in England, they'll have the temerity of making these teams play on a Sunday, Sunday yeah. knowing that they've got a Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, Champions League game. Well, touchdown in Silverstone where Ferrari's Carlos Sainz took his first Formula One victory at the end of the extraordinary British Grand Prix, packed full of incident and drama. The Spaniard benefited from questionable strategy calls from Ferrari, which cost his teammate Charles Leclerc the win and a chance to revive his title hopes. Lewis Hamilton was in the battle for victory but finished third behind Red Bull Sergio Perez after a frantic final nine laps following a late safety car. So much to pick apart on that one and we're going to do it on tomorrow's show. It's proudly sponsored by Zamoko. Play of the day. The biggest artists with their biggest hits on the biggest show. ZFM Sport. Fan Zone. Get in touch with the team and have your say your way. Operator. You know, the number 0731168045. I'm going to start off with a message here from someone who clearly doesn't listen to the show. And uh, I'm doing this uh, uh, very, very, very <laughs> deliberately because Anzi Vediwil, Anzi Itai will shout out to the Zim Junior Sables under 13s who were in South Africa for Craven Week last week. Anzi Shona, Anzi Here. All three games, all three results covered on the show. And not even as updates. And not even as updates. Yeah. Covered on. on the show. And then you have the nerve on a Monday to tell us to answer short ask us as to be together. Try By the way, keep the up. show is available as a podcast, yes. guys. So if you yeah. miss it, go and listen to the podcast. Yeah. Absolutely. Listen to the podcast. I mean, just listen to last week's podcast. And uh, you'll get to hear, of course, uh, our coverage of the Jim Junior uh, Sables team. Of course, that was out uh, in South Africa uh, with the likes of Gordon Pangetti. Uh, in and amongst the Brains Trust for that team. And of course, uh, we always give them excellent coverage here on ZFM Sport. And uh, just simply search for ZFM Sport wherever you find your podcast or whatever podcast platform you use and you'll be able to listen to the show. More messages here. Hans, guys, what do you think of eSports? Hans, mm. people play video games for prize money. Yeah. Um, Look, there's a lot of money um, and, and I think that it's unjustified. <laughs> 
No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Come on, guys. It's it's, it's not really sport. You're playing okay, a video I, I game. I think we should maybe ask Sean. I think Sean might have a bit more knowledge based about uh, about yeah. about games. About games. games. Yeah. It's a game. It's not sport. <laughs> uh, uh, so so there's a guy who's cutting a, a career for playing FIFA. And we got he's, Alice Bujira in the studio. Alice Bujira in the studio. And he's the best. But, hey. but, yeah, it, it, it's ah. a real sport and a real no, it's industry. Not sport. It's a if you take a look at it, during COVID, <laughs> oh. it was the only sport still being played. No, no it, was it was a game, game Chris. It's a game. It's, it's a, a game. It's not sports. Games. Those are games. It's not sports. Yeah, games. Fine. Chris, on Thursday, come in, you do an entire 30 minute show. On esports, updates on what's happening with FIFA no, I and uh, take you know Mortal Kombat. So, so esports, so uh, uh, Chris esports. So it's it's sport. You know, I'm going to my sports. I'm actually. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not my sports. No, not like that, Mike. Do we have any champions out there? sports. <laughs> okay. Anyway, the level of match officiating in the PSL has now reached rock bottom. The match, the match between Manika Diamond and Bulawayo Chiefs, was painful to watch. Something needs to be done. I hear there was an incredible amount of added time in this game. Yes, I think someone right actually said right 56 minutes. Wait, listen. Yeah. Wait, what? Apparently. Someone timed it. Okay. Answer there was 56. Now I'm not sure if it's correct. Okay. This is Sukumbuzo uh, uh, out in Bulawayo. Yeah, right. he, he, one of the journos. Okay, uh, he's out of the Chronicle. He uh, says 56 minutes, but it only took 18 minutes to repair the fallen goalposts. I, I heard about 25 minutes to repair the fallen goalposts. Mm. I don't know about the, the added time. Yeah, so, it was 56. That's a heck of a lot. Because that's a full half answer. I think, apparently, Anzi, Pania Itchagiro, but Zwagaramba, Zwagaramba. As Zim Soccer is boring, uh, gone are the days of sharpshooting strikers like Adam Dlovo, Agent Sao, Tawia Murewa, uh, Vitalis Takawira, Zenzo Moyo, Neva Chiku, you name them. People used to fill various stages to watch these guys, but that is history. Cry our beloved game from Teacher B out in Bonda Mission. And uh, Alois, Strikers of your ilk, uh, a rare breed now in uh, Zimbabwean football. Yeah, it's 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 not it's not good because usually people want entertainment, and usually a football match is entertaining when there are a lot of goals, you know. And there's this entertainment that came with uh, seeing the top goal scorers chart every Monday or Tuesday. You look at them trying to out outscore each other on the charts now this one is on 11 this one is on 15 then you start listening to the other one you know it was actually entertaining to just follow the top goal scorers chart you know as a as a, as a footballer but these days the boys are just not scoring you look at Cape United they went like seven games with zero goals so you start imagining what the Cape United fans are going through you look at the top goal scorers chart right now we are almost past the halfway mark by this time we could be talking about 17 18 19 goals you know like three four guys you know chasing that golden boot but who d- we don't even know who is chasing who is chasing the golden boot at this moment in time so yeah i do agree that you know when there are no goals it it, it might be good football but the entertainment value is low oh, well good evening to thanks uh, mozimba we're going to read your entire you've written you've sent us a book now uh thanks, yeah, uh, thanks. i think you're now Keep beginning short, to buddy. you're beginning to to overindulge <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, i'm just going to read the part that says good evening guys hurrah Perhaps Caps United has survived the car crash. Let's head into the Castle World Football Report and we kick off with the Castle Lager Premier Soccer League. Your, your hit mu- music station. My station. Your station. It's everybody's station. Z FM Stereo.
Barcelona Premier Soccer League, La Liga, Serie A, the English Premier League, the Bundesliga. It all comes together with the castle on the Castle Lager World Football Report. From Rufaro to Barberfield, Mandava to Nyabunga, all the perfect moments in the Castle Lager Premier Soccer League come together on ZFM Sport. Shocks. <laughs> that was unintended. Shocking scoreline, isn't it? <laughs> a very shocking scoreline. I'm, sure, I'm sure the story that is coming up is test. Mate, they were very tasty because, listen, it was a top-of-the-table clash this past weekend and FC Platinum coach Norman Mapeza has refused to get carried away after the defending champions stormed to the top of the table following their 3-0 demolition of fellow title challengers Chicken in at Luveve Stadium. A brace by Walter Msona and a goal from Nomo Chinere uh, in the first half uh, were all the that the Jishawani Platinum Miners needed to secure yet another win, uh, which took their season tally to 40 points, uh, too clear of second place chicken in. Let's hear from Norman Mapeza. No, I don't think much of on, on, on our look at the moment, but we just want, like I said, we're good, good youngsters here, which needs proper, proper development in terms of how to play football. So my main, my, my main worry now is just to keep developing these young kids. Whatever I am on, 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 uh, on the log, I'm not much worried about it. What we just want is to keep working hard, keep, keep giving these youngsters a chance to play football. We are running our own race. We don't have to follow what the other guys are doing. We just need to continue with our race. Then we'll see what happens towards the end of the season. See. Uh, Lewis, when, uh, when you're running your own race, it helps when you can smack the team that you're uh, <laughs> closest in the race with 3-0. No, it certainly sets you up very nicely. And FC Platinum are going great guns at the moment. Yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's quite good. You know, uh, for them, yes, they can proclaim that uh, they're running their own race uh, because it, it is in their hand. So they just need to run their race and make sure that they stay on top. But when it comes to other teams, you have to run the race both ways. Yeah, yeah. You have to know who is beating who, who yeah. is doing what, so that you and you, you know where you, where, where you are. But uh, I'm, I'm glad that they, they, they can say that because whatever they do, as long as they win their games, they will win the league. Yeah. But the other teams, they will have to play FC Platinum. They have to watch what FC Platinum is doing. Yes. Because for them, it's about racing on their own, but at the same time, they're chasing I want to I, 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 I uh, specifically ask this question to Chris because, Chris, earlier in the season, you were, you were a big proponent about FC Platinum not scoring goals. Uh, FC Platinum is scoring goals. <laughs> they're also not being breached very often. Let me just confirm the stats, Mikey. Six wins, no goals conceded, yeah? Yeah, six wins, no goals conceded, 15 goals scored. Of goals 15 scored. goals scored. <laughs> so, this is a team that now, with these kids, is doing the business. Yeah, but let's remember that I said that before FC Platinum pushed the reset button. Got you. So when they did push the reset button, there was a shaking period. But when these youngsters came up and started scoring the goals, that's what we're seeing at the moment is we're seeing an almost resurgence. And we've seen FC Platinum climb all the way. I think they had gone down to eighth or ninth place. Yes. They've climbed all the way back up to the top now. And in our league where no goal, it's it's a lot of teams are not scoring goals as much as FC Platinum is. Yeah. And we know towards the end of the season these the goal difference definitely makes it can i give you some staggering stats from sure. the last 10 matches they've scored 21 goals conceded That's... one 27 points out of 30 
average this of 2.2 a game. That is in their last 10 Shut matches. And phenomenal. the only defeat yeah. is that surprise reversal versus Herentals where they lost 1-0 yeah. in Harare. So this is a team that's now got the bit between, between the, the teeth. teeth. And yeah. a lot of people criticise the reset yeah. uh, at FC Platinum. Uh, but I always felt that they chose to do it at the right time. Okay. Uh, yes. And now is beginning to show. Yes. Uh, and Norman Mapeza now looks like he's found comfort uh, in the juniors that he promoted into the side yeah. as well as some of the players that were brought in. Juan Mutuza is proving That's to be a revelation. Uh, a guy that was uh, found to be surplus to requirements uh, at Dynamos, mm. at Ngezi Platinum Stars, yeah. is now turning out to be one of the stars of the Castle Lager Premier Soccer I, League I, at I, FC Platinum. I always liked him when I saw him at Herentos. He was, he was a, he's oh. a fantastic player. He's, he's, he's quick. He's deceptively quick and also very good uh, balance about him as well as bringing others into play. And I'm glad that he's at a team that's actually playing to uh, to his strengths. You know, what, what is exciting me there is we have always said that there are exciting youngsters out there. Coaches are not going out to look for these boys. They are there who can actually play. They kept on saying experience. Ah, recycling all these boys. Now I'm glad. You need a blend. Of course, you don't just bring an under-16 team and play. <laughs> you have to look for the best ones and you blend them yeah. one by one. You get them in. For sure. It works. Benji is, Benjani is, is trying to do the same. Yeah. People are let's, criticizing let's, him. Actually, in fact, Alan from Southley Park says Anza Mapesa uh, is like the Guardiola of Zimbabwe. Anza, some teams are not copying him. They need to promote young guys. Young yeah. guys. And speaking of Benji, he was in action against Highlanders. Now Highlanders coach Jose Brito felt his side could have collected maximum points in the encounter with Yezi Platinum Stars as the match ended one or in a one-all draw uh, following an entertaining 90 minutes of play at the Baobab Stadium. Godfrey Makarusek, of course, cancelling out Leslie Kashtigu's opening uh, goal late in the first half as the visiting Blair Giants shared the spoils with the host. Let's, uh, let's um, talk about that particular game, Michael, and I want to speak to you specifically first about Jose Brito and what he's doing at Highlanders. First half, hmm... After the break, uh, you can then see what the Portuguese mentor is trying to do. Well, there's, there's plenty to believe in at Highlanders. Uh, I was impressed uh, with uh, even that first half you talk about. It was really the first 20 minutes sure. where I thought Ngezi Platinum Stars got out of the blocks very quickly, created a couple of chances. Uh, should have been 2-0 up, to be honest, in the, in the first five minutes, but they failed to take advantage. But once Highlanders got on the ball, Movis Tamasuku, especially in the first half in midfield, he had a, a, a barnstorming game. I mean, his ability to link up play from the back uh, and try and pick out uh, the, the, the runners up front, I think that was commendable. Uh, Ngezi at that stage was still in the game. But in the second half, that's when Highlanders really showed their mettle. Uh, I thought Ngezi were really lucky uh, to, to, get, to, to escape with the point at the end of this game because Highlanders totally uh, dominated uh, proceedings in this game in the second half, even the substitutions that were brought on. Uh, yes, just didn't quite pay off uh, you know in fits and starts he tried a, a couple of shots from distance yeah. uh, didn't, but I thought Navaya who came on Washington Navaya on the right wing uh, yeah he had a lot of thrust and Highlanders just didn't get that luck in the middle uh, where uh, they could have at least got the goal that they deserved for their efforts so as far as Jose Brito is concerned I think there's a lot to be positive about and a lot to be hopeful if you're a Highlanders fan well let's hear from the Highlanders mentor uh, Jose Brito 
minha opinião é que foi um, um bom jogo, duas equipes procurando. We, um, we are not happy at all because we come here to conquer the three points, but was an amazing, amazing game. We need to congratulations also Negesi because they did a good match and was a beautiful match for the fans watching because a lot of opportunities for both sides. So we are not yet all, but uh, was a good game. Playing here away is not easy. Even playing, you know, the field is not so dry at all, was wet. This is this make difficult for the players to decide to play well. But uh, we are in process. We are not ready at all. We are in process and we have a lot of things to improve, but we did also a good thing so we should also look for that things that we did well and and do a lot of things well they certainly did uh, i think that uh, highlanders is on the right track you'd say yeah uh, we, we spoke about it that you know what they've got the quality they've got the players all they need is a mentor that is going to make them play that's it and now it looks like they've got somebody who is making them play and it, it will come with time he has just been here for a few weeks yeah. and you already see the footprint that is it's always what i talk about when i see a coach i want to see what the coach is doing to the team i want mm. to see a signature of the coach to actually tell and that they are playing the yes yeah. that's what i like so we are very hopeful. We want to see. And that's why we say it sometimes we need these foreign coaches yeah. to come into Zimbabwe. They bring and a certain dimension yeah. to the to the Zimbabwe football. I think when you also take a look at this game, this pitch did nothing for both the home side and the away side. Yeah, this, yeah. this pitch I was don't know definitely <laughs> a major, major concern. I'm not sure what the PSL can do about these pitches just in terms of the safety of the players playing yeah. on a surface. Yeah, like they need a meeting. The, uh, the curators at, at Baobab and it's Baobab. <laughs> take all this meeting. Yeah. All, all right, quick. Quick uh, update of uh, key results out of the Premier Soccer League. Uh, Yada winning at Nyamunga 1-0. Uh, Caps United getting a win uh, at yes, the National finally. Sports Stadium. Uh, finally. 2-1 over Harare City. <laughs> Struggling Harare City, but you can only beat what's put in front of you. Dynamos, nil all draw with Triangle. Don't miss tomorrow's show because we will be discussing the crisis at Dynamos. Crisis in Commerce and whether coach Tundira Indiraya can weather this uh, storm. So it's a big one. Uh, Currently, FC Platinum is leading the way in second is Chicken in. Dynamos is in third. We'll be giving you a full update of the Women's uh, African Cup of Nations tomorrow as well. And of course, the curious case of Barbara Banda. That should be an interesting one because she's not in the Zambian lineup. And had she been there, you'd think to yourself, the game against Cameroon could have gone a very different way. So tomorrow's show is going to be jam-packed. Don't miss it. May God richly bless you. That's my story. And I'm sticking to it. Menande. Out. And it's Messi! It is the cleanest, the clean finishes, and the best on the planet. The biggest sports stories. Chelsea, the UEFA Champions League winners of 2021. The biggest interviews. That uh, such a great spectacle is ruined by such, such thuggish behavior. And all the analysis right here. He's the one player that has the arrogance to think that he can play in any stadium in the world and any pitch in the world in front of any player in the world and take them on. Every weekday, it's my sport, it's your sport. It's ZFM Sport on ZFM Stereo. My station, your station.
Hi, this is Mike Madod and you can catch me and the team for all the latest breaking news out of the world of sport, local as well as international on your favorite station, my station, your station, ZFM. We are Z Team on ZFM Sport. See